Welcome to the renewal session. I'm your host, Marianne Griffith, Christian counselor, teacher, author, speaker, and I'm here today with my co-host and daughter, Katie. Hi, everybody. Hi, Katie. How are Hi, you? I'm good. I'm uh, Katie. I'm your daughter, obviously. I'm a social worker and a uh, dog mom and uh, trying to get back into being a DIYer. Trying to get back into, I feel, I like, feel like you have so many titles. I got to start giving people something about me. Really? That's the title you chose? Yeah. I'm a DIYer. Okay. So a check. crafter, artiste. So funny that you like to add those things because yes. Katie is telling you the truth when she tells you she's a DIYer, mm -hmm. but also she watch follows a lot of YouTubers. I do. And this has been something that has really cultivated a thrifter's mentality. Oh, I'm a, I am a legendary thrifter. Okay. So the, Katie has been... On a high, not literally high, right. but on a high I've been riding since I've yesterday. Been riding well, really, it's been a two-week deal. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But but we'll just tell you her recent thrifts. Yeah. Um, why don't you, if you can tell them super fast, start with our estate sale a couple weeks back. Okay. So and then what's found, happened? We found $700 worth of Crate and Barrel dishes for 75 bucks brand new mint condition 12 place setting 12 place settings bowls bowls plates salad plates the whole nine yards yep 700 worth of dishes 75 bucks then i found a crate and barrel drink dispenser for 12 dollars at goodwill i found a pottery barn marble lazy susan which was originally 55 dollars for 10 i found pottery barn cheese spreaders that are originally 20 for a pack of four you're breathing very heavy are you okay <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, really? Just I was so just getting fascinated so by the purchases. Just like straight up nose breathing. Man, I, I, there was no classy way for me to tell you that either. I'm like, oh my God. Anyway, so she's really excited about Oh my about gosh, my I hope somebody doesn't rewind to listen to me breathe. Everybody pause. Oh my gosh, go just back. pretend like that didn't is, happen. No, I'll just reenact it. You don't need to rewind. It was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, so yeah, I've had some legendary finds. I mean, prob I've probably gotten $1,200 worth of stuff for like 200 bucks, 250 bucks. Who, who paid for most of that? Well, you did as future gifts for me when I get my future home, which That's is right. super nice of you, by I know. the way. Uh, yes. But these are like, I feel like I love estate sales because you can go in and you can like see all these like weird regular things. Now I'm like super paranoid about my dream, my breathing. Go ahead. Keep so coming. sorry to create insecurity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So yeah, but I feel like estate sales are so much fun because you can be like looking around and see all like these normal things. <laughs> <laughs> Covering your nose is not help. <laughs> so paranoid. Move it away from you. I did that already, but go ahead. Anyway, keep going. I have nothing else to say. That was it. I just am like a. I am on like a, a high right now with my fines. Tell it's them about great. your trash can. Oh my gosh! And then I went to an estate sale yesterday because it was fifty percent off Sundays, and I walked in and I got a hundred and twenty dollar trash can. For literally $30, brand new. It was only like their garage trash can, so it didn't really get used that much. And it's like in almost perfect condition. The only thing is like the foot puddle was a little messed up, but I'm a DIYer. 
So I fixed it. Yes, you are. I am awesome at that. So Oh, and I got a Wustoff kitchen knife that was originally $170. I got that for $15. Which is so funny because we had talked about yeah. that everybody needs a good set of knives. Yeah. And you were like, I'm going to get these knives. And I said, no, everybody deserves a good set of knives. Right. <laughs> and now. And I was like, I want Cuisinart or something. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and now, now I'm on a high from finding it at an estate sale. Yep. So I'm like, I wonder if I could find the whole set. That's the thing is like it keeps you it keeps you searching like that Pyrex dish that I found that was like a little weird shaped rectangle one. I had one already, but I wanted another one so that I could have two of them. Right. And I searched for over a month. I can't even explain to you the amount of gratification that like when I turned the corner in the Goodwill and there it was. And I've been looking for it for a month. I could have screamed. And nobody else in the Goodwill knew that that little tiny dish was a big deal to me. But I like sprinted over and I was like, oh my God, it's the Pyrex. <laughs> if somebody had picked it up. Oh, I would have been devastated. <laughs> I would have been so mad. The amount of hours. So anyway, yeah, I love That's to go to state sale. So we're That's actually going to do something different with today's episode. Not to like... I mean, this has been quite the intro. We've had yes. we've had breathing issues and a oh, state I'm so anxious. <laughs> She's holding her breath, everybody. Turning purple oh. just so you don't have to hear her breathing. That's the danger of these mics, man. They pick it up. Pick it all up. That's true. That's but true. anyway, we're going to do kind of a different episode today because I'm going to hijack it. So I have questions. And I don't really... We don't have like a good title for this. But I guess the questions become... I guess the theme is going to become all the questions you wish you could ask your mom. Yeah. So I'm going to ask all these questions. I'm nervous. Okay. So the first one, we're going to start off tame. Oh. When I was little. Okay. Did you ever anticipate that we would have as close of a relationship as we do have currently? This is tame. This is tame. Okay. Like when you were little and you were fantasizing about like, oh, when Katie grows up, this is the kind of relationship we'll have. What were you thinking it would look like? Well, okay, so this is going to start a little bit with me and my relationship with my mom to sure. answer the question. Okay, so at the time that I had you, I th- uh, I don't know the math now. I think I was 24, 25, something like this. Sure. Um, you know, I, I was really strongly connected to my mom. Now, at 52, I'm still, you know, close with my mom, but not, not nearly like I was at 24 years old. Right. And... So being friends with your daughter and enjoying your daughter was not a foreign concept to me. So I think I kind of went in as an assumption, of course, I have a daughter. Yeah. We're going to be close. Right. Um, I think the nuance is I think we have a different kind of closeness than I had with, with Granny. Right. Um, that I didn't anticipate but because I was working on my own trauma healing also while you were young, I I wanted to be a better mom than I would have been had I not gone through the therapy, mm-hmm. right? Did I say that correctly? Yes. Yeah. And, and so as I was going through my own personal work, what was happening was my definition of what I wanted our relationship to look like in the future began to shift. Mm. And one of the biggest priorities that came into play at that time for me was I really wanted you to have a voice and I really wanted you to understand that you were more than capable of doing anything that you put your mind to. Right. 
and and it wasn't that those things had not happened to me growing up, though um, they they just happened in a different form. Right. Right. I think, and you know, your grandmother gave me as much of that as she possibly could have based on her season of life, and I, I then gave you more, I think, because yeah. of my season in life. Totally. Right? Totally. Does that answer the question? Yeah. No, I think it does. I always wondered about that because I feel like we have a very close relationship. And so trying to figure out like, oh, is this always what mom envisioned for us? And like, did it develop in a certain way because I became a certain kind of person? And, you know, I just was curious about that. Yeah. I think when you were, when you were really young, um, you know, I had kind of a template, if you will, of certain aspects of elements that I wanted in your life, right? Right. Like, um, God was put first and foremost in our home. Right. Um, and exposing you to Christian community. Yeah. Having you, um, you know, kind of walk through the, the kind of growing up in a church experience, right? Having you go to... Sunday school, then going to Bible camp and Christian college and all of those things. I think that didn't change no right. matter how much I was, uh, I, I had that template to always work with, but there were definitely times where I felt kind of, I don't know, disappointed, but I, I think th the thing that I felt the most disappointed about that happened as mm -hmm. in our relationship mm -hmm. was more around our arguments about appearance yeah. When you were young, I had complete control over it. And you wore, you know, cutesy Cute things. Cute little, like, fluffy dresses <laughs> with crinolines almost. And no. You would have stuck me in a bonnet if you could have. Come on now. You did almost. No, I, I you were. You oh, were... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a velvet winter hat that was like a beret. Okay, first off. Yes. You didn't own that. That was a picture people thing it or something really like cute, that, though. but it was really cute. But, um, but I definitely, you were in smock dresses. You had the big bows in your hair with the cute little Mary Jane shoes. It, I mean, it was a look and was it was a, a cute look. I was a doll. And yeah, but you were really, really No, cute. like in a cute doll way. Like I, you, you'd played like we played dress up. Yeah. And you and then were. I discovered. Oof. Justice and living. Well, Lou. you know, you're going too too back too too much. Do you remember when you were uh, or go, you're jumping ahead too much? Do you remember like you were probably like five? I think it was when your brother was born. You had such a sensitive head, what? and I brushed your hair too oh, hard. Yeah, you would say, and so you would have to have your father brush your hair because I was just. You would yank. I didn't yank. I know, you were but just, in my mind, you yanked. Yeah, you were just being ridiculous is what you were being. Yeah. But that was that was probably frustrating because, you know, there was, a, there was a shift, though. So, yes, we went from the smock dresses and Gap, everything, Gymboree, everything, mm -hmm. um, to, to switching over to some clothes that were less than flattering for your body type. Right. But... You know, which honestly, I think, you know, those are some of the conversations that I remember the most happening because I was trying to be expressive and was trying to use clothes as a way of being expressive because I did not understand that I was a creative. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So and like I that didn't was, understand that you were a creative right, either. So, so one of the things that I think we've talked about on the podcast is that I am much more artistic, which I kind of opened with this episode of like, there is a part of me that's more prone to physical creativity, like painting and DIY and crafting and all of those things. And I think when I was little, I didn't know that about myself yet. So I was using clothes as a way of like expressing myself or trying to have my individuality or whatever. Yes. But then once I discovered that I actually am a very crafty person, I think my clothes like chilled out because <laughs> I wasn't like, that's interesting. I wasn't yeah. trying to be so crazy with my clothes. Cause I was like, Oh, I can just do painting or I can just collect rocks or I can just reorganize my bedroom or I can just whatever. And it was like a very, once I ex- like learned that about myself, but I think that's a part that we've talked about off the podcast that like you didn't really know how to pour into that part of me, the creative side, because that wasn't something you identified with. Was that hard becoming a mom and realizing, oh, wait, my kids probably have parts of them that I don't have. How do I nurture that in them? I did not. I, I literally did not know that probably until you were in college, truthfully. Yeah. Because you were you and I were so connected. Yeah. Well, I would I would say we were actually probably a meshed. I don't know if it was connected. I think I had a huge separation from you when I went to college. I yeah. cried on your staircase. I like collapsed on the stairs, crying, wailing, saying I didn't want to go to college. Cause there was like a painful, like, oh, I have to form my own identity now. Yeah, I didn't understand that that's what that was at the time. I thought it was just nerves of going away to college. I didn't understand that it was a meshment per se. Um, I think, you know, we have, you know, with anything, there was this, okay, wait, before I go down that road, I want to tell you a story really quick. So somewhere when you and Jack were growing up, um, there was this, it was like the beginning of the age of, where women would, ladies would go out to different places. And, you know, now they have like, oh, you'll, you'll do a little piece of art. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my sipping, gosh, that's what I'm doing tomorrow something. after work. What are they called? It's a Pino's palette. You go, it's like a wine and painting night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the kind of the beginning of that. So yeah. I, there was a boutique in town. We lived in St. Louis at the time and there was a boutique. And one of my girlfriends from church asked me to go with her. And so I went and it was there was this sign and I had it for years I have no idea where it went I know you took it for a little bit I don't know where it went after oh, the that yellow one yeah is that what that was yeah it was from that night oh funny and I barely could afford it because we had no money right right uh, and and by the way people just you it was know, in the bathroom for a long forever. time right by the way I just want to circle back really quick when you know when I kind of implied that we had all this money because we were buying Gap and Jimboree and everything right this girl was not buying Gap and Jimboree my mother was right as a gift a loving <laughs> a, a gift. loving gift yeah. and I was buying it at thrift stores or like once upon a child you did that too we did a lot of once a upon lot a child. of once upon a child. So, um, a lot of hand me downs, a lot of hand me downs. But right. anyway, that sign I think was the beginning of a major thing in my life. And the sign said, "It's never too late to be what you might have been." Yeah, and I think that actually became kind of like an underpinning for this idea that we talk about all the time in our family, which is the circle back. Yeah, right. And so while I didn't understand that I wasn't. A leaving room for you to be an individual 
or that you were creative and I wasn't feeding into that and that in some way would be harmful to you. Right. Not harmful, hurtful, maybe. Um, I now understand. And I now have this great respect, I think, for you saying, I want to be a DIYer or I want to be a state sailing. I, I, you know, I think it's a cool thing that you've come into, but I definitely look back and think, wow, I missed that one. And I, I guess if I would say to any young mom, what I would probably say is let your kid, the crazy things that your kids think they want to do, let them do it. Right. Because you know what? It's all going to work out in the end. I mean, you collected rocks for a while thinking you were going to be like a gemologist or something. Yes, I did. A gemologist. Yes. Is that what they're called? I have no idea. But um, I also remember what? Oh my gosh. Okay. This is so tangential. This is why we don't do these podcasts because then they just become like this. Okay. What? But I got to tell a story. People like it. Because it's so freaking funny. Okay. Okay. So when I was in youth group growing up, this is so embarrassing, but it's okay. the best. We'll circle back to what we were saying, but go ahead on your little story, side story. Okay. So when I was in youth group growing up, they would, every once in a while, some parent in the youth group would host it at their house. Yeah. Right. It was like a special thing. Maybe it's like a Christmas party or something. Sure. So I went to this, this family's house for, you know, this youth group gathering. Yeah. And the dad was a stamp collector. Oh my gosh. Have, you've heard the story. I've right? heard the story, but it's a good one. Tell yeah. Me. So the dad was a stamp collector. I could be totally getting this wrong even now because I haven't bothered to actually look up the term, okay? But I believe he said that stamp collectors are called philatelists, okay? What That's just what it's always name. stuck in my head. Yeah. Okay, fast forward. I'm, I'm, I grew up in a very conservative household where, ironically, my mom was an anatomy and physiology professor. Yeah. And so there were clinical terms that I was aware of but often got wrong, yeah. About things. Okay. So anyway, I, I'm just setting that up because, yeah, you know, whatever. So so one night, we, our family had gone out to dinner, and we went to this old store that doesn't exist anymore, anymore called Service Merchandise. Okay. And we're walking through Service Merchandise, and there was a stamp collecting kit. And I'm standing there with Pop, and I said, oh, my gosh. I when I grow up, I want to be a fetus. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Philatelist to fetus. I love that. Uh, so parents, let your children let your kids be fetuses. Okay. <laughs> if you get anything out of this episode, let your kid be fetuses. But honestly, it's like a good lesson because I mean to circle back. Yes, please. I think that. The thing is, like, when I think about my childhood, there were so many areas where I was, like, dying to be creative. Like, I would do all the choirs, and I would soak it up, and I would go to all the art classes, and I would soak it up, and I, you know, wanted the Little Tykes painting table, and I wanted, like, all of these things, and I would make my own furniture for my dollhouse, and, like, I just wanted all the avenues to be creative, and you had... I think the thing that, like, obviously now when I went to college, you realized how creative I could be um, because I had my own space. Yes. But I do think 
you were very good about giving me access to creative people. And so I think that's something for for parents to also think about is like you had very creative friends. Like you had friends that would make jewelry or were decoupagers or would paint their kitchen crazy colors. And you always allowed me and encouraged me to like be around their energy, which then inspired me to pursue my own creativity and artisticness in late my later years. So I think that that's something too that like, I give you credit for, which is like you always exposed me to people that I could aspire to be. Well, so let me let me speak to that. And I I feel like you asked me one question and we got I know all this time. Yeah, out of it, I had but one. I had one question. Actually, it was the whole episode, the, the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. But let me let me question. speak to that. It is hard to give your kids access to the parts of themselves that you don't understand within yourself. Right. Right. And and let me say that a little bit differently in that. I did not, I did not understand my own creative nature. Right. So how could I encourage your creative nature not understanding mine? Right. Do you right? feel like you learned and, more about yours because of me? Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> what if I had said no? I would have said you're wrong. <laughs> no, but I do feel like that's been a learning thing for us together over the past yeah. couple of years because even in like decorating your home, there was a turning point where you started giving me creativity to speak into how your home was decorated. Yes. And then you learned, oh, Katie decorates the way she decorates in my home because she knows me. Yes. And like, I think that made you feel very seen, but also made you understand that gift that I was given on a deeper level. And it's not just like superficial. Katie likes to paint in books. Right. You know what I'm saying? There yes. was like a, I, I created a vibe that reflected who you are. I helped to create that. I didn't create it all on its own, but like gave ideas. But you fuel. knew me. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. Totally. But, but also to, in addition to what you said about, I had a lot of creative people in my life. The irony was I didn't put those people in your life because I was aware that you were creative and you needed to be exposed to creatives. Right. That's not why those people were in my life. The reason those people were in my life was because I grew up in a church community right. that promoted that your church is your family. Right. So we were doing relationship with people, totally. period. And we were very, I mean, I really feel very strongly that we were placed where we were placed when you were growing up. That I felt like God had his hand in all of it because our, our neighborhood was, was the bomb. full, full of people who were strong families, strong Christians. I mean, the joke was open that our- Open-hearted. Yeah. Just Open like, homes. Open-hearted, open homes. Nobody locked their doors. It was it was crazy. You I mean, it was in a village. such a gift. And But it is the village, Katie. And that is, I, I hope that's where we, we land because I know that we're trying to be time mindful. But the thing I see as a therapist- over and over again is people feeling not known yeah not like they don't have a village yeah they don't have that 3 a.m person that they can call totally. they don't feel understood they live a lot of their lives in isolation yeah and I think to myself I'm so thankful 
that some of the principles that were really important to me as a mom, like we live in community with other people, actually was the trailhead for you finding your creative nature just displayed in other moms in your life. Yeah. Right. And, and because I, I can remember one time you made a comment to me, I'd said something kind of nasty to you and you looked at me and you said, would you say that to so-and-so? Man, I was gutsy. And I was like, I would never have said that to that person. Yeah. And there was this moment of realizing like, wow, like I, we have lived in communities so much that my daughter is able to call out the inconsistency in me. Yeah. That I had achieved the voice I wanted you to have. Yeah. Right. Like I felt like I'd given you that. I felt like because we lived in relationship with other people, there were parts of you that were able to come alive that I didn't even know about. Right. And then you could use that exposure against me later. Right. Because you're like, oh, so you're fine with Peggy having a teal kitchen or a bright blue kitchen. But the second I entertain it. But the minute you say I want a purple room, I'm like, no. Right. Right. And, and that's not the example, but I'm just saying, like I had to realize like, wait a minute. I'm not living consistent. I have have a feeling you're going to have a very hard time when I get a house. Because I will see it as a playground, and every single time you come over, something will be different. And I cannot wait for that. Because you're going to walk in, and you're going to be like, what the heck is happening over there? <laughs> well, I think like, don't talk to me. The funny, I'm in my process. The funny part is, I agree yeah. 100% that it'll be disconcerting to me. Yeah. I'll be like, oh. Yeah. But, but the irony is, I don't know that I'm going to be that upset about the, like, this room has this flavor, that room has this flavor, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. I actually think what I'll get tied up in mentally is, is she being a good, is she being fiscally responsible? Right. Well, that, if we've I learned anything, will... if we've learned anything since the beginning of our episode, Sista knows how to thrift. Right. So right. I'll have expensive things, but don't worry, I didn't pay for it. <laughs> I think the beauty of it is, is that as time has the sound guy. Oh gosh, here he is people. So (laughs) I think the beauty of it is, is that I I think what I'm most proud of is that you have not only figured out how to be you Mm -hmm. and, and unapologetically say, this is who I am. And I'm going to be on some topics on some topics. I'm yes. not fully there, but yeah, but, but that it is not at the cost of saying I was a bad mom because I didn't catch those things. Right. No, I'm really grateful because I don't, I don't know a lot of people that know how to do that at your age as well as you have done it, uh-huh. where you have been able to say there were inadequacies in your parenting. Yeah. That I have had to work through, but overall, you're my person. Well, I just think that's the power of grace, right? Just like you have grace with me. Yeah, but right. I just want to thank you for that because because I, I think as a mom, you want to hear yeah. that um, you know the things that matter to you, your child 
you know, respects or matters to them well, or the what thing have is, you. Truthfully, but I think when I, when it comes to how I think you parented me, you gave me every piece of foundation. Right. And like the artistic side of me was decorative and God intended for me to find that on my own. But you, you were a good steward of my childhood and gave me the foundation to become a capable person that can figure out how to be artistic on her own. Right. You know what I'm saying? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Do so. you think I screwed you up in any particular way? I know that's a big question to end on, but no, I, I am curious. I think I have high standards in life. Do you think you have you live under a lot of shoulds because of me? Uh, no. No. I think I used to have a lot of shoulds, but I think I'm working on releasing myself from the should. Yeah. Um, And so I think I'm shifting from I should to I can, and I'm choosing not to. <laughs> yeah, and let I me tell I'm you. I think I'm shifting from I should do that oof. to I can, and I'm choosing not to. Ha, 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 which is Neil. a powerful thing because I can do what you're like if you were to give me a piece of advice I can do that but I'm choosing to like learn how to use my voice and say I can do that but that's not where I'm choosing to spend my energy or that's not my goal right now or that's not whatever so I think that's where I like I'm still working on the having my own voice and my own independence and stuff like that I think that's just hard and natural yeah but I think I'm trying to shift from I should to I can and I'm choosing not to. Yeah. And I am trying to learn that unsolicited advice mm. can come across as criticism. Right. Yes. And how to swim in my own lane when we have been in such a meaningful, connected relationship for so many years. Right. And we can land on that because I think that could be its own show right. in and of itself. But I think learning to be responsible of like as a mom right. it, it, adulting with you to like not it's everything like do I a, speak into. It's like we've been on a tandem bike and now I am on my own bike and you're like, don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> don't fall. Here's how you ride a bike. And I'm like, I'm learning. <laughs> That's how I feel some days, but I feel like we're, we're working on getting through the season of it. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. For sure. For so. sure. Okay, well, well, thanks for hijacking. Thanks that for was kind of interesting and fun. Thanks for answering my one question. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> this is a story of our lives. That's All right, good. people. Well, thank you for joining in yes. today. I hope and pray that you get to have a conversation with someone in your life just to tell them how they have encouraged you to become who you are. Totally. Because I, I mean, I recognize that while this is happening in the context of a mom and a daughter conversation, there are lots of people that are surrogate mothers and fathers yeah. to people. And I think it's a beautiful thing to circle back to people and tell them, hey, thanks for saying that. Thanks for doing that in my life. Thanks for being that person. Thanks for being a voice in my life. Exactly. And Absolutely. giving me a voice. Yeah. Right. Totally. And asking me questions. So I want to invite you this week to... If there is someone in your life that has done this for you, yeah. that you would circle back to them and say, hey, thanks. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Now, in the meantime, where can we be found, Katie? Since you're hijacking the whole bit, tell everybody where they can get in touch with us. Facebook. We're on Instagram. And we're here. Yeah. But are week. you going to say our handle or anything? Uh, at the Renewal Session. There you go. On Instagram. And then we're also the Renewal Session on Facebook. 
yeah. um, where we post stuff. So check us out there. Send yeah. it, send our podcast to your friends though. We, uh, we want more people to hear our stories and be encouraged and get new therapy techniques and all of the good stuff that, that we have to offer. Yeah. Cause you thought you were just speaking into dead air. I did. And then you saw the analytics. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. You're all here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been coming every week, just talking with my mom. <laughs> have no idea that people were listening. Love it. Love it love all it. right. Well, have a great week. Have a we'll great week. We'll see you next week. Bye everybody.